Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for joining in week after week, month after month, and year after year. Thank you so much for the support. And to all of my new listeners, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And hopefully you will become a regular listener going forward. So tonight is a solo show, uh, meaning I don't have a guest tonight, but I have a great topic that I want to talk about tonight. This is actually uh, part two of a uh, series that I did, I think it was back in early December, either late November, uh, called Money Consciousness. And so this tonight is going to be part two of that segment or of that series. Uh, for those of you that don't know, you can hear my show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. But I have something else that's real special. If you go to my website at shipmentconsulting.com, again, that's shipmentconsulting.com, I have created a uh, page in my website dedicated to the show, and it has a gallery of all of the past guests that I've had here on the show for the past couple of years, and uh, a great array of different guests from various backgrounds, various professions, various businesses, various topics that we have uh, been so been so fortunate uh, to touch on. I would encourage you to uh, check that out. Go through, I know last year we did a segment called Women and Finances. I had some fantastic guests uh, that was a part of that uh, series. I think it ran roughly about six months. But I had some great, I had some other guests as well that, uh, for the other half of the year. So all around, I'm so thankful to have some great, great guests here on the show. But I also have some great topics that I did, as I call my solo shows, 
So go and check it out at shipmentconsulting.com and click on any of the shows that we've done here uh, on the Shape Your Finances show. Uh, tonight, if you have a question uh, and or a comment, you can call in at 917-889-8078. The number again is 917-889-8078. Call in with your questions and or your comments. Well, everyone, I am holding in my hand my new book called Money Responsibly. Yes, it's finally coming to fruition, or it's finally here, rather. Uh, this is actually a proof copy, and the proof is absolutely wonderful. So I'm very pleased about the book. Uh, it will be available on Amazon on January the 31st, so the end of this week. Uh, you can reserve an autographed copy by going to my website at shipmentconsulting.com, click on the Contact Us page, and uh, fill that information out. Um, let me know that you would like to reserve an autographed copy for yourself, and we will make sure that you get a copy uh, of the book. Now, this book is a useful tool for people who want to build a good foundation uh, of basic money skills and if you want to increase your financial knowledge. But it also addresses how your money mindset was established, how you view money, and it gives you some helpful tips to make some adjustments in your life so you can become empowered to, con to control and to manage your financial life going forward. So would love to get this copy or get a copy in your hand. If you want an autographed copy, just go to my, uh, my website at shipmentconsulting.com. Or you can always go, well, it will be available on Amazon as well. So two ways to be able to get the book. But if you want an autographed copy, you will have to go to my website and submit your request to get an autographed copy. So I'm very pleased, so thankful for the opportunity to, uh, this is my second book, and this book is my finance book. So uh, I appreciate the support, and uh, prayerfully, this will be an absolutely blessing in your hand to help you with your uh, financial life going forward. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I offer financial coaching for students. I made mention of this the second half of last year. But if you have students, any of your children, uh, especially high school students that are getting ready to go to college and they don't have any money skills, I would love the opportunity to have some one-on-one -on -one sessions with uh, your student or with your children uh, addressing some financial topics such as budgeting, understanding debt, the, the importance of credit, managing a checking account, and also becoming money conscious. Uh, so you can contact me at Shipment Consulting uh, regarding the details and, and or to schedule a session for you and your children or your students. So I would love the opportunity to help in any way I can. So tonight, I want to talk about part two of money consciousness. Now, like I said, a month or so ago, I did a segment, the part one series, uh, where I define what money consciousness means. I'm going to kind of give a quick overview of what that is, and then we're going to go right into the second part of this series. Money consciousness means becoming a person who is aware of the financial implications inherent in their daily activities. Now, it does not focus on becoming rich or becoming wealthy. 
it focuses in on how money affects your life and what the financial implications are in your daily activities. So I kind of went a little bit more in details during that particular segment. I would encourage you to go back and listen to that segment uh, there on my website or, or the other platforms where you can hear the show uh, to get the full uh, segment. But I summed up some tips uh, regarding uh, uh, money, being money conscious, especially when it involves spending money. These are some questions that you should ask yourself when, uh, when it involves spending money. Uh, for instance, is this a purchase? Is this purchase a need or a want? Uh, if it is a need, do you need it right now or can you wait for it? Is it cost effective to buy it now or sh- would it be better to buy it later? How much will it cost you if you bought it right now versus buying it later? Will this spending negatively affect your budget or your financial position? Now, this is a key question. Can you truly afford it? And how will you pay for it? Will you pay for it by, with cash or will you charge it with a credit card? And what are the ramifications of each one of those options? And lastly, is it possible to get it cheaper should you decide to purchase it? Those are just some of the questions that uh, we should be asking ourselves when it involves spending money because that helps us become more money conscious. So like I said, we want to continue on and pretty much go a little bit further into that topic of being money conscious. Uh, So here's part two. Uh, I want to talk about how we can develop a money conscious attitude or money conscious mindset, because your mindset will help govern your behaviors, your actions, and your lifestyle around money. So let's get started. Hopefully you got a pen and a pad, uh, or you can take the opportunity to listen to this, uh, this segment uh, a few times to grasp some of the things that we're going to talk about tonight. Now, the first step in developing a money-conscious attitude or mindset is understanding the cost of a particular action or activity. Not just the immediate cost, but you've got to consider the long-term cost as well. So you've got two types of cost, the immediate cost and long-term cost. The immediate cost involves the amount of money that we're putting out immediately, meaning the money that we're spending right away. But in addition to the immediate cost and the long-term cost, we have to consider another element. That is the enjoyment and the pleasure of the activity that we're spending our money on. So really, there are two things that we have to look at in becoming or having a money-conscious attitude or a money-conscious mindset. We have to look at the cost, both long-term and short-term, but we should also look at the enjoyment and the pleasure of the thing that we're spending our money on. And the reason I say that is because a lot of times the enjoyment or the pleasure overrides the cost. You know, there are times when we have a tendency to focus on the thing or the activity as opposed to the money that we have to shell out for those things. Now, we focus on what the thing is going to provide us or, or, or do for us. You know, I think about, you know, how much fun we, we are in that particular activity or that thing is going to bring us uh, or what type of, 
memorable moment that it would create for us or for our family. Now, when I think about this, I think about uh, my mind goes back to cruise vacation with me and my family that we have taken in the past. Now, for those of you who have followed me for quite some time, you know that I love to cruise, me and my family. We try to go every year, and I kind of cheat a little bit because I kind of go like every, almost every year, not just every year, but sometimes I take two cruises uh, every other year in addition to the one that we do. So I'm kind of, I guess, spoiled a little bit uh, with taking cruises. But, you know, I love everything about a cruise, the food, the ports of call, the entertainment, the food, the people, the relaxation, the food, the activities, and the food. I know I've mentioned food probably about three or four times because I love to eat. Anybody that knows Lionel, Lionel loves to eat, especially my wife and my kids, because if they, ever, if they hear this uh, segment, they're going to pretty much say, why do you talk about that? But I don't want get to tra- get off track, but talking about cruising. So like many cruises, you have the opportunity to take an excursion at the different ports of call, you know, based upon the itinerary. Now, there are always a number of different excursions that you can choose from with a range of prices depending upon the type of excursion that you want to take. Now, during one of those cruises that we took some years ago, it included zip lining. Now, this was something I have wanted to do with my family for years now, and then at that particular time, we had the opportunity to do it. Now, here's where my money consciousness or my mindset and my attitude kicked in. Now, instead of just paying for the, excur- the excursion and enjoying the experience that my family was going to have, you know, based upon all the many dreams that I've had of doing this, I took some time to consider how much it's going to cost me. Did I have a did I have the money to pay for the excursion? And how was I going to pay for it? You know, all these questions start coming to my mind. Was it a budgeted vacation item? Now, at the same time, I was thinking about the experience of gliding above the trees and screaming my head off and capturing these breathtaking views of the landscape, you know, because there were, there were other uh, 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 excursions that, I could have considered that were less expensive. They were fun, but it wasn't quite like zip lining. So I had to weigh the options and the cost. And I had to have the discussion with my wife. Now, my wife and I, we're like accountability partners. So I'm going to touch on the accountability piece a little bit later as we're talking. So after having that discussion between me and my wife about doing the zip line excursion, we decided, hey, we can afford it. We budgeted for it. Uh, budgeted for it. Now let's. We can take it. We can pay for it. Now I did not allow that excursion and the fun that it that it was going to bring and the potential experience that it was going to bring bring to us override the cost. Like I said, first of all, we had a budget for the excursions, meaning that we had allocated money for the excursions before we even left home to take the cruise. We knew how the excursions would be paid for. Now, for us, I know some people don't like to use credit cards, but as I've taught many times here on my show, we use a credit card to pay for our excursion because we took advantage of getting the rewards points. The big thing is 
We paid the balance off using the money that we had already budgeted before the end of the billing cycle so we could avoid having to pay interest charges and having a rolling balance because, like I told you, we don't do that. We don't roll a balance when it comes to our one credit card. Now, for many people, because of the enjoyment and the pleasure of the activity or the thing, they do not or they do not consider the immediate cost, and they surely don't consider the long-term cost. That's where the problem lies with people. That's where people get into financial trouble. One of the biggest problems that people have with money consciousness is not understanding the impact of their financial decisions and their choices, not fully understanding the consequences or the benefits of these financial choices in spending money. Now, this does not mean that people do not give it some thought. Many of us have at least once considered long and hard about a purchase of something, and yet uh, we did it even though it wasn't a, a wise financial decision. Now, then there are some cases when some of us did not give any thought at all. We made the purchase regardless of how much, it, that it, how much money that it cost us. Uh, we didn't care about how we were going to pay for it. We just wanted to be satisfied. We wanted to enjoy the thing or, or the activity. And we considered it worth the money. Regardless of where we were going to get the money from, we were just satisfied with, 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 with the enjoyment. Now, like I said earlier, the potential enjoyment and the future pleasure of the things sometimes win the fight over the cost, either cost of meaning uh, the short term as well as the long term cost. So one key thing to note here, don't allow the enjoyment or the pleasure of the activity or the thing. Don't let that exceed the cost of it. That's where a lot of people get into financial trouble. Don't let that happen to you. Always consider the cost first before you make a decision, regardless of what activity or what your dream is, uh, uh, whatever purchase that you're trying to make. Always consider the cost first. You know, as a financial educator, I try not to overstep my boundaries uh, with people and with clients that I work with. I, I don't like telling them what they should do. I always try to suggest or encourage them to do what I'm recommending that they do. Because I like to believe that most people, um, they would do better if they simply knew better. Now, I know that's not always the case. A lot of times the desire to enjoy things rise above the cost, be it immediate or the future cost. And because of the outcome, people's financial outlooks are devastated. I don't want that to happen to you. People every day spend money they do not have to enjoy or to take pleasure in things and in activities. Like I said, not trying to overstep my boundaries, but I suggest that in order to secure a better financial outlook and a better financial life in the future, you have to consider the cost, the consequences, the long-term and short-term, and how it's going to affect 
your finances. So don't let those desires for enjoyment and pleasure override the cost. All of us need to look in the financial mirror and assess our behavior, our uh, uh, spending habits, and the way that we manage our monies. All right? I want to go to another point. Uh, I want to talk about the short-term and what I call the long-term consequences or either the benefits of our financial decisions. Now, sometimes our financial decisions can be well thought out or they can be just impulse. Either way, uh, they can have a short-term satisfaction, but a lot of time they can have a long-term consequence. That's why it's important to consider your purchases before you make a final decision. Now, these are some things, these are some questions that we need to ask ourselves. You know, what are the benefits or the consequences of buying a new car versus buying a used car? What are the benefits or the consequences of buying a new home versus buying an existing home? What are the benefits or the consequences of paying off debt or paying down debt or setting aside money for retirement on a consistent basis or living paycheck to paycheck or living without an emergency fund. The outcome, depending upon our financial outlooks, can be bright or very dark. But at least with being money consciousness or being money conscious, you would know. You would know if you're going to reap the benefits or you're going to have to endure the consequences. Okay, I want to give you some consequences. Uh, maybe some of these will ring in your ear. Maybe this was your life in the past, or you maybe, uh, or you have some of these things that are going on right now because of some of the decisions of the choices that you've made previously. So here's some of the consequences that, of what could happen. Delay progress of your financial goals. You acquire additional debt, which adds more interest charges, which causes a delay in getting more important things done. Uh, some other consequences uh, could include a depletion of your accounts. Now you've got potential fees for overdrafts or you have a larger balance on your credit cards, which is going to roll into the next billing cycle, and then the cycle goes on and on month after month after month. You have less money to put towards retirement or less money to pay down debt. And check this out. These are definitely most important. No, I don't want to say most important, very important. Money consequences are not having, uh, are not spending right or not having the right mindset can cause financial stress. It can cause depression. It can cause undue or unfortunate struggles. It can cause family issues. It can cause marital issues. The list goes on and on of all the consequences. And unfortunately, this is happening to people every day, every day, People are being faced with these consequences because of the choices and the decisions that they have made. Now, with tonight's topic, 
It's my goal to teach you to become more money conscious of your interaction with money and hopefully avoid these consequences that we named. I want all of us to have a positive outcome with using money. I have often said to people and to clients of mine, I'm not here to kill your dream. I want you to live the best life possible. I want you to go places. I want you to do things. But I want to make sure that we are being responsible with our money and with our spending. Now, real quickly, let's look at some of the benefits of having a good uh, money mindset, a good money attitude. Uh, We are consistent with reaching our financial goals. We are paying down and paying off debt. Another benefit, maintaining a good credit history. We have more money for retirement, have more money for our kids' college fund. We have more money for a down payment for a home or for a car. Our financial outlooks looks a whole lot better. I love this right here. We have peace of mind. There's nothing like having peace of mind, especially from a financial perspective. And how about this? Having peace of mind in our relationships and with our families, we're able to rest at night and we feel less distracted at work. Those are just some of the benefits of being money conscious, developing that mindset and that attitude regarding how we spend money and not reaping the uh, what we're reaping the benefits, but not having to endure the consequences of making bad choices and bad decisions. Now, I'm going to have a transparent moment here. I've mentioned it in past shows, but, you know, I don't ever want to imply that all of our financial decisions to spend money uh, have been bad. I'm not saying that. Now, I've had my fair share of bad decisions, though. You may have heard me mention on several shows that, you know, upon coming out of college, I had five credit cards with balances on each one of those. I made some bad investments. You know, I recall a time when I bought some stock in a in an up-and-coming company, and everything seemed to be going well for a couple of months. Then the bottom fell out. You know, in the end, the management team was indicted. Yes, they were indicted, and they were sent to jail, and I lost over 90% of the money that I had invested. But I have made some good financial decisions as well, though. I think back when uh, some years ago when we uh, built our home here, we've been here now for about 15 years, but back when we first built our home, uh, about a couple of years into the mortgage loans, the mortgage rates dropped and uh, the bank called us up. This was a rather unusual phone call. The bank called us up to tell us about lowering our interest rate. You know, they said they had a, they just, we were paying real well, good customers. The rates have fallen down and they were asking if we wanted to refinance our mortgage. You know, there was going to be no extra cost to us, no closing costs, anything like that. You know, of course, my, the hair on the back of my neck stood up because I thought it was a scam, you know, but after getting all the details, I realized that the bank, They just wanted me to extend the mortgage or either start over with the same term, but with a reduced rate. 
Now, that didn't seem to be the wisest thing to do, but I took some time and laid everything out on the table, and I brought out my financial calculator. And in the end, it was actually a good financial decision to refinance my loan because I got a 1.75 reduction in my interest rate with no closing costs and no refinance cheap, uh, uh, charges. So I wouldn't, I didn't, it didn't cost me anything. Now, of course, you're probably saying, well, you had to start over. Well, I examined my existing mortgage because we, had, we were only two to three years into it. I compared that to refinancing it with a new term, basically going back to the original term, which was a 30-year. But looking at the 1.75% in the interest rate drop, and if I was, we were going to continue paying the monthly payment that we were paying in the beginning, it just made financial sense to refinance, seeing that there were no closing costs and there were no upfront costs to pay. Uh, I would not. I, actually, we are on track of paying off the loan, our mortgage loan, a lot faster. You know, we're not accruing any additional interest because remember, as I said earlier, we were we stuck we stayed with our higher monthly payment. And I did a break-even analysis, and we broke even uh, in less than two and a half years. So it made a good financial sense uh, uh, to go ahead and refinance that. I was just kind of giving you a good example of being money conscious. You know, it worked in our favor because I weighed the option of doing the new mortgage with staying with where we are. And it just made good financial sense over the long term to uh, refinance. Now, I mentioned earlier about accountability. Uh, I told you earlier that my wife and I, we are like accountable to each other. And I kind of want to uh, shed some light on uh, around accountability. Now, I believe that we should be held accountable for our spending, even if we can afford it. I think it's important that we're all accountable. I'm thankful, like I said, to have a great partner in my wife as well, you know, and vice versa. She has a great partner in me that whenever we have a decision that's going to affect our finances, we always take a pause and we scrutinize whatever the decision that we have to make and whether or not it's, you know, if it's an excursion or if it's refinancing a mortgage. We, all, we always want to make sure that we're focusing in the, on the money that we're going to spend before we take uh, an opportunity in the pleasure or the enjoyment. You remember I mentioned that earlier. Focus on the money being spent, whatever it's going to cost. Let that be your driving force ahead of the pleasure or the enjoyment. So we always check each other to make sure that we are making uh, any decision that we make that it makes good financial sense. Once we did, once when once we have determined that, then we move forward. So I want you to keep this in mind. Um, it is it's it's going to always be an ongoing battle to keep the enjoyment or the pleasure portion out of the driver's seat when it comes to our finances. I say it one more time. 
It is going to be an ongoing battle to keep the enjoyment or the pleasure portion out of the driver's seat when it comes to our finances. Uh, Like I said in past shows, you know, I'm a financial educator. I love things. I love, you know, I keep bugging my wife for for uh, for a uh, new entertainment uh, center uh, with that go along with my my television. You know, it's like a running joke for many months here on the show. But you know, I'm kind of serious. I would love to have a new entertainment center, but I'm looking at the cost of it versus the enjoyment. Because right now I have one that works well, so I don't really need it. I just want it, and I haven't came down to the point of spending the money because it, really, I don't really need it. It's just one of those things that I just want to do. So I, I, can't, I can't justify spending the money to do that. But I just wanted to highlight that uh, for all of us to don't let the enjoyment or the pleasure of doing things override the cost. And I want to encourage you uh, to always get, always have an accountability partner. Now, it can be your spouse. uh, It can be your best friend or your financial advisor. It could be a financial coach or an educator of some sort. Just make sure that the person, number one, has your best interest at heart, that they are knowledgeable, someone who is willing to challenge you with your potential decisions, someone who will listen and give you good advice. And like I said, they have to be responsible. Now, in those cases where uh, spouses, if you're on the same mindset, I think it's best that you work together with a third-party accountability partner for the both of you. Um, That's just one suggestion. Now, if you are on opposing sides, I definitely recommend getting a third-party accountability partner to make sure that you stay on the same page when it comes to uh, being uh, keeping you on, on the financial track. And if you need any help or would love help or interested in getting uh, a financial coach, just contact me. I would love to assist you in that area of helping you uh, with your uh, with being money conscious and your spending uh, and looking out for your financial well-being. So we just talked about our mindsets. We talked about our attitude and we talked about spending money uh, all in one big segment. Uh, now I want to look at the second part of the money conscious process. And that is knowing how you would pay for the thing that you're wanting to do, the activity that you're wanting to do. Now, we need to know how we will pay for those things or those attitudes, excuse me, those activities at the time we are doing them. We need to know how much, and we need to know how we're going to pay for those things. The how, the how much it costs, we just touched on. Now we want to look at how we're going to actually pay for those things. Now, I have, a, I guess, a personal example, and I'm going to try to be short and to the point with this, uh, regarding how we're going to pay for something. Now, many of you know my oldest daughter uh, started uh, college last fall. Uh, so thankful for that. We got one more to go. 
Yay! Uh, but as we were preparing to get our, our daughter into college on last uh, last year, we had to get some things in order in a major way. You know, one big reason she was going to be moving out of state to go to college, more than two hours flight time away from us. Now we couldn't just jump in the car and, and get to her, you know, for any essential things that she needed. So this was a big, big deal for us. Now my wife and I, we had to assess what our daughter needed, especially regarding clothes and shoes and other essentials as she's away at college. Now here it is, our daughter, you know, born and raised here in Florida, and here she is going off to Boston. Yes, all the way up to Boston for for the next four years or so. And, you know, where the weather conditions are totally different than down here. You know, so after assessing what she needed, you know, as far as clothes and other essentials, we did our research on where to get those items. We were comparing prices where my wife did. She took the, the brunt of doing all of that, uh, doing the most of it, you know, with comparing prices, looking at what, what our daughter would need. And then we developed a budget based upon our assessment and, and what we found. Uh, but we knew how we were going to pay for those as well. You know, as I stated earlier, budgeting is real big uh, here in our household. And here's where budgeting comes into play. Uh, we have always, when it was allowable, you know, we, we purchased everything using our credit card because, like I said, we love to accumulate the rewards points and we're able to convert some of those points into cash money. And uh, so thank God that we were, that we are definitely money conscious people. But there were some deep discussions on the, the type of clothes and the boots and things like that, that we had to buy for our daughter. I won't even talk about that battle uh, for all of you parents that are going to have children going off to college and they're going to be away from the home. Uh, you're going to have to have some deep discussions uh, when it comes to clothes and other essentials that you need for your son or for your daughter. And if they are rather particular, they, they will try to challenge you on uh, what, you, what they think that they need versus what you think that they need. So I just kind of want to just put that in there a little bit just to kind of prepare you uh, for that conversation when that time comes. But regarding the budgeting part, Here's where people get into financial trouble, and they really exhibit the need to become more money conscious. Some people do not properly add up the cost of the things that they need, and they do not have a source of paying for the items that they're wanting to uh, uh, or needing to purchase. So I'm going to say this right here. The source should be determined by the purchase or before the purchase is made. Let me say that again. I got my words all screwed up. The source should be determined before the purchase is made. Where it's coming from, how you're going to pay it, should be determined before you actually make the purchase. Which, if you're living on a budget, you should already know that. Now, when the opposite happens, some people will use money that is allocated for some other priority. 
or they may end up using a credit card or some other form of credit to purchase the items. Now, doing this can cause consequences, major consequences. It could lead to an accumulation of debt, especially with a credit card. If we don't pay those balances off by the end of the billing cycle, it will just continue to build and build and build. Also, if we have taken money that was supposed to be from another important priority, now you have compounded problems in your financial household. If, you, if you're taken from one important pot of money that's allocated to something that's very important, pulling it over into another pot that is of importance, that's, that can be a huge problem. But if you had your budgeting going on, if you added up the cost properly, if you put money and allocated money on the front end, you shouldn't run into that problem. But a lot of people run into that problem, and that's where a lot of them end up using credit cards or they borrow money from other people or they have to finance it from another source. And the consequences begin to grow, and you end up getting more debt, which can lead to past dues on certain bills. It can cause a delay in your financial goals. It can cause potential marks on your credit report. It can limit your future purchasing and borrowing power. You remember we talked about that, the consequences earlier? So my wife and I, we had to make sure that we added up the cost, but not only adding up the cost of getting our daughter to Boston, we had to make sure that we knew how we were going to pay for those things before we had to do that. So make sure that you prepare on the front end. Make sure that you have a budget established, especially in with moving your child away for college or whatever, whatever the activity or whatever the, the, the thing that you're going to be doing. Make sure that you're planning. You don't want to put your financial outlook in jeopardy. Remember, don't let the thing override Don't let the enjoyment or the pleasure or whatever the activity is, don't let that override the cost. But make sure you know how you're going to pay for the things before you do the things. Now, I know that life will happen from time to time, and it may put a strain on our finances. I'm not talking about uh, those things. I'm talking about the normal, everyday things that go on in our lives. This is what I'm talking about when, I, when I'm talking about money consciousness. It's dealing primarily with our daily transactions of life. Of course, we have to consider those special events in life, but we want to make sure that we're doing this on a consistent, on a daily basis, and that is becoming more and more money conscious. Let me conclude with this. I have a lot of other information, but I want to conclude with this because I don't want to prolong the time. You want to try to keep this in roughly about 45 minutes. Take a hard look at yourself in the financial mirror. Assess your money mindset, your money attitude, your behaviors, your influences when it involves spending money. Take what I talk about tonight and begin your journey of becoming money conscious. It can change your entire financial outlook. It can change your entire financial life. Just like budgeting, 
I don't want you to look at it from the standpoint of what you cannot do, but I want you to look at it from the standpoint of what you can do when it involves your money. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that tonight um, about being money conscious and having a mindset and an attitude of being money conscious, especially when it involves spending uh, your money. So I would encourage you to go back and listen to part one, and hopefully you've taken some great notes tonight uh, regarding part two of this money consciousness uh, series. If not, you can always listen in on this as, uh, in replay. Well, that's a wrap for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't touched base with me on social media, you can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. By the way, don't forget, my new book is coming out this week, Money Responsibly. You can go to my website at shipmentconsulting.com and reserve your autographed copy. But the book also will be available on Amazon as well. Now, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We will talk with you next week. But before we go out, you know, I always have to play a little bit of smooth jazz music. Check out this tune by Mr. Rick Braun. Take care, everyone. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.